What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of DGUT's Thought Lab podcast. Uh, This is the audio read of leaders and leadership positions. Many attempts have been made to define leadership, and it's not something I have any desire to attempt here, as I don't see much value in distilling it so simply. What I'm more interested in is a discussion of what it isn't. I see a lot of references to bad leadership when discussing politicians and leaders within organizational hierarchies with extremely niche roles like clergy. But what makes these people leaders? Like, what is a politician leading? Who is a clergyman leading and where? Is a teacher a leader by default? It's something that when confronted with examples of bad leadership in these contexts feels disqualifying for a few reasons. In his 1978 Pulitzer Prize-winning work titled Leadership, James McGregor Burns differentiates leaders and non-leaders by saying leadership over human beings is exercised when persons with certain motives and purposes mobilize resources so as to arouse, engage, and satisfy motives of followers. This is done in order to realize goals mutually held by followers. He goes on to explain that people who cruelly wield power are, in fact, not leaders at all, but power wielders. Burns elaborates that power wielders may treat people as things leaders may not. When identifying negative leadership, whether unethical, incompetent, or both, it's important to differentiate between those who are leaders and those who are not. This is important in our endeavoring to learn about the good and bad sides of leadership because someone who is a bad leader under one of the aforementioned conditions is still a leader, whereas someone being labeled a leader that is in fact a figurehead, symbol, manager, or other bellwether isn't a leader at all. You could definitely make a passionate moral argument that evil leaders aren't leaders either, but it's factually inaccurate and would only serve to create a blind spot in our leadership development. Remember, we're focusing on the negative or shadow side of leadership in an effort to learn why leadership fails, but we don't want to. Daniel Goleman explains, our emotional and physical well-being is based in part on artful denial and illusion, with illusion being self-confirming beliefs, models of the world that, once established, are preserved through selective attention and selective memory which explains why we tend to focus so heavily on the good side when we need to be focusing on the whole discipline. You have to be willing to admit that, even when toxic, these people are leading their followers through influence tactics that are working and that there are lessons to be learned by studying them. In her book, Bad Leadership, What It Is, How It Happens, and Why It Matters, Barb Kellerman points out that we routinely see real-world examples of bad leaders and bad followers doing bad things, but then points out at the examples of the above poignant negative examples like clergy, politicians, etc. This is where I diverge into the thought of what exactly qualifies certain people as leaders. While I don't believe an elected or appointed official is synonymous with being a leader, or at least feel that it shouldn't be, I'm going to leave my attempt at answering that question for another article. It's less important that we find a box to fit everyone in or a label to denote exactly who is what, and more important, that we are able to identify who merits following and why. But it's not unimportant to specify, and I bristle when confronted with examples of the intellectually lazy and developmentally destructive statement that everyone is a leader. They're not, and it just muddies the water to say so. 
Don't accept anyone else's definition of the world to become an illusion that misguides you. Don't allow definitions of leadership or behavior of leaders to negatively influence your input and output interactions with those around you, both as followers and leaders. Don't even take my word for it. Study, think, analyze, and we'll all find those illusions lifting and clarity to be had. Um, this stemmed from reading a book. Uh, I was into the bad leadership book by Barb Kellerman. And, uh, when she brought up the examples of negative leadership, I immediately just kind of, uh, recoiled just at the thought that those examples of clergy and politicians, and I think there was a few others, um, that they're leaders. Um, I, I don't know. I don't even know what you would classify them out more like a, just like a figurehead or like a, like a weird sort of celebrity or something. But I just, I, I don't feel that they're leaders. Um, and I'm sure that sure that's debatable. You know, like I, I in my mind, uh, who, like, who are they leading? I think they're representing someone, but I don't feel like they're leading anyone anywhere. Um, and if they are, it's off a cliff, but that's another story for another time. But, uh, one of the things that, I kind of have always keyed in on when I kind of identifying who's a leader and who's not is the statement by a lot of people that like, Oh, everyone's a leader. And it's, it's a really in exploring this topic in general, that's the easiest, that's the low hanging fruit. That's the one that I'm, I'm vehemently against because there's better words for it, right? Like you have influence on people, you, um, are an example like there's all of a lot there's a lot of different ways for you to highlight the influence that these people have on those around them uh, without identifying them as a leader because i don't think a leader is is something that should be so um so loosely labeled like i don't think it because it because then it it dilutes it then it uh, makes the word mean less, and then it's taken less seriously by the people that are in those roles. It's such an ambiguous term. It's so difficult to define because we apply it so loosely to so many different things that, in in my mind, don't even make sense. Uh, and I'm looking forward to kind of deconstructing those things. There will definitely be an attempt at an article to not necessarily define leadership, but at least put up some boundaries um, and just kind of say, like, like, I think that these are some of the the like telltale signs or characteristics or like <laughs> prerequisites or something, um, because I don't think it's necessarily as hard to define as it seems to be when you're digesting all this material. Um, but I also don't think it's going to be like a classical definition. I think it'd probably be more of like a mission statement or like a an ethos or something to that effect. Um but uh, it's yeah, it's something I'm excited to look into. I've got a lot of books to digest as I go, and so I might I might leave that one uh, for in the future when I feel more prepared to do it. But it's definitely something I will do eventually. Uh, I hope you all are enjoying this. As always, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or Discord at dguts podcast. Go check out dguspodcast.com. You can t- check out all the Don't Give Up the Ship podcast stuff if you don't already. Um, and then if you want to support us, you can go to, to Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. Uh, it's dguspapparel.com. Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, check that out. 
Uh, and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Mm-hmm.